Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Faya. Time to stop playing games or just getting started. Dating and love in your 40s. Yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Weekly updates. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Carol Baskin, a style icon. Johnny Depp loses his case and his job. The royals continue their drama. And the witches apologizes for giving everyone the fingers. Welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a couple weeks. It's that I've taken on a screenwriting class, actually. Uh, my sister got me that for my birthday, and it has been a lot of fun. A lot of work, too. So that's the thing. You know, I got the day job. I got the class. So it can get a little difficult trying to fit everything in. But it's been so crazy. They had that election in the States, and I know it's still ongoing. But clearly, I guess people are ready for a change, and I hope things get better. Aside from that, there's been so much lately, especially when you miss two weeks, you can only imagine. I saw that Jeffrey Tubin has indeed been fired now from The New Yorker. For those who don't remember, he was the guy who was caught jerking off on a Zoom. He is a contributor at CNN, and he worked for The New Yorker. I think both organizations paid him. And at the time, I was like, suspended? We'd all be fired. Turns out he's being fired. I guess they figured... That's what he's known for now. It was just such a big deal, and it was so out there. People were even hashtagging me Tubin. So I don't know how you can keep it on. I know we say a lot of people make their comebacks after they've been quote-unquote canceled or what have you. We do see some people coming back into society, but it's way too soon. He had to be fired. Any one of us would have been fired for a job for that. There's no doubt. And I don't know if you guys saw this. You remember the Tiger King, and everybody knows who Carol Baskin is. But I saw an article the other day talking about how she's now a style icon Apparently, her head-to-toe animal print look is very much on trend, and it's inspired such designers such as Yves Saint Laurent, Balenciaga, and Dolce & Gabbana, and they all made animal print like their full line in the 2020s. For 2020, excuse me. I don't know. I think animal print comes and goes in fashion. I don't know if it's necessarily down to Carol Baskin. I believe they're still having a trial anyway or an investigation looking into what happened with her ex-husband, which I know everyone thinks... She fed to the sharks, but it hasn't stopped her from living her best life, being on Dancing with the Stars. I don't watch the show, so I don't know how it's going, but it seems like she's here to stay as well, unless they put her in prison or find her husband's remains, which I doubt it. So, so far, it looks like she's having the last laugh. And I think Joe is still in prison. I think he was trying to get a pardon. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. That's what's been going on. And I saw also, I don't know if you guys saw, there's a new movie. I don't know if it's coming out or it's out called The Witches, and Anne Hathaway was playing the lead role, and she apologized. She was playing a wicked witch, I guess, and I saw pictures of it, like where she has this crazy smile, like it's all, you know, special effects and possibly some animation. But in the promo shot, she also has like three fingers, long, rickety, like claws, like talons, and uh, she's supposed to be evil. So people who have missing limbs say they're tired of being portrayed as bad people. Well, I don't know if that was meant toward it. I guess it does happen a lot. We never really think about it, but I didn't see it as like a negative. Obviously, she's a very powerful character. You could tell from the photos and the movies. It's not like she's missing anything by having the three limbs. But their issue was every time you see someone missing a limb, it's like a bad person. There's never like a good person who just like missing fingers or whatever. So I don't know, like, I guess she apologized, but she's not the one who, you know, wrote the script, directed the movie. I guess what you can do is contribute to a charity. And I, and to be fair, awareness. I never knew this was an issue, and now I do, right? I don't think anyone thought about it, right? 
And we saw, you know, this week, this past week was, you know, Veterans Day, Remembrance Day, all around North America, and people were paying their respects. And of course, we saw what the royals, Harry and Meghan, there appears to be some ongoing drama about that. Uh, they were not allowed to have a wreath laid for them over in England. Apparently, Harry had requested it. You know, he served in the armed forces. This is a big deal. Uh, they all have to pay their respects. So instead, he went and did like a private thing in L.A., and they made sure to have like all these curated photos of them looking like a- appropriately somber and respectful. And I was like, well, that's nice that they did that. But the whole like packaging of the photos and sending it to the media, everyone's like, this looks a little performative. I'm like, absolutely, definitely pay your respects to the veterans. It seems like they have some inside war going back and forth from England to here. I think they should have put a wreath down for sure if he asked for that. He has served, apparently. I think he has some title role in the military. I'm not sure anymore, but that's what it was just because he was born a prince. So I don't think the veterans need to get in the middle of this. And sure, they want to take pictures looking all sad and make sure it gets released to all the media. Fine, go ahead. But it did look a little acty, which was a little weird. And we have a resolution with Johnny Depp. So you guys know the whole thing. Uh, You know, she claimed she was abused by Johnny Depp. And then uh, this newspaper in London called him a wife beater. So then he filed a libel suit and then all the details came out. Apparently, there was a bit of both of them abusing each other. She There's all these recordings where she's like calling him a piece of shit. He's calling her a piece of shit. She says he was abusive. He doesn't necessarily deny it. They both seem like they had some kind of really messed up relationship involving drugs, alcohol, and abuse. Even Sharon Osbourne weighed in. She, she said, oh, well, she gave as good as she got. You know, I remember when I had, you know, times like this with Ozzy, you know, she was talking about one story, how when they were both so messed up, and he's like, that's it, I've decided to kill you, was like choking her. I can't believe that. I didn't even know that. I don't even know why she's still with him. But I guess they've worked out their issues. But there was no clear winner. But the thing is, now there's actual real ramifications. So he's officially a wife beater. That's what that means. So he lost the case, meaning that unless he could prove he's not a wife beater, they haven't lied. So whether or not Amber beat him, <laughs> they, they're both, you know, she's a husband beater, if you will, if you think you know, her abuse, like if she, I don't know if she physically abused him. I think she was accused of that a couple of times as well, but he's the one who took it to court. So he's officially a wife beater. So they dropped him from this movie that's coming up, The Fantastic Beast. I've never seen this series, but I think it's the third version. He's played this role before. So the fans are used to seeing that. It's also J.K. Rowling, which everyone knows have has become very, very contentious, especially this year with her perspective on trans rights and things like that. So now you have Johnny Depp being removed because he's officially, technically, legally speaking, a wife beater. But then you have Amber Heard, who's keeping her job. I think there's an upcoming Aquaman. She played a role in that. And she's not. She had donated her divorce settlement. And to be fair, it looked like definitely she was abused. But obviously, he had recordings of her abusing him as well. So she's not the one who sued him. So I guess she doesn't get the label. So far, she's still working and he's not. Well, I'm sure they'll still hire Johnny Depp. I don't know. I mean, first of all, just from that whole court case, he sounded like a lunatic. I mean, you never know what these actors, what they're like in real life anyway. You have to remember, they don't write the words from these amazing parts some of them get to play. And I know sometimes you think, oh, my favorite actor will never be able to replace, you know, can't just put someone else in new, will notice it's not the same thing. Not necessarily. A lot of times, like I'm even learning in my writing class, They don't write in detail 
specifically what the actor should look like. I mean, it's very, very general. So, and a lot more is put into the writing than people realize. Mood, the vibe, what the motivations are. It's really almost, I'm not taking away from actors, but majority of people can step into this. It's not that hard. Seriously, I mean, obviously crying on cue and things like that. This this isn't art. I'm not taking away from that. But I guarantee in a few years, if they put in someone new for the Johnny Depp, like you won't notice, you won't care. You might even like the new person a lot better. We see that happening. So you don't know. So we'll see how my screenplay goes. If you guys have any ideas, I'm trying to write some comedy, I guess. This is just a class, you know, and afterwards I'll see where I'm going to take it. But it's fun to have a creative pursuit. You know, when this all started, everyone's like, you know, here's the time to write your book, do a podcast, you know, do something that you've always wanted to do, but put off because you're home so much. So, you know, you finish your your job if you're working from home. And then what are you doing? You're not going anywhere. So you might as well dedicate your time to some passions or pursuits if you can, if you have that time. And so here I am. I'm like, well, tick, tick, tick. I've done it all. So I'm still doing it. We'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see as things get better. But it's been very creative. You know, you have to. You have to keep your mind off it. I mean, as much as we can booze it up and have our CBD, it's still nice to have an outlet. I would definitely say that. With that, I just got to take a quick break and bring it to commercial. This week's episode is brought to you by a heated mattress pad. Need to relax but too tired to drop a hot bath? Maybe you're just not a bath person. Are you feeling a bit frosty but you don't want to turn up the heat? Now you can keep the room nice and cool while heating up your bed. Turn up your mattress pad heater to the highest level for a couple of hours right before bed and then slip into that warm embrace. It instantly relaxes your muscles and puts you right to sleep. Are you too hot? Most come with remote controls on both sides so you can adjust temperatures so your partner doesn't have to deal with your temperature shenanigans. My brother introduced them to me and I found mine at Winners for about 50 bucks, but there are lots available online or in store. You don't need to get a crazy expensive mattress, just get the heater. It's also machine washable. Well, mine is anyway. And I'm back. Well, guys, I'm sure you saw this was a big blow to me. I don't know if a lot of people watch the show, but you've definitely heard Alex Trebek has passed away. You know, he had cancer. He he came out with that, was very open about it. I believe he was in stage four. And he's just been hosting that show for so long. You know, it started in 1984 with him hosting it. I believe it was a remake. And you just got so used to him. Whether or not you watch the show, He's definitely a cultural icon. He's originally from Canada, so Canadians definitely know who he is. And he takes extra special delight pronouncing French words. You can tell when they get it wrong. Because French is a really tough subject down there in the States. Here in Canada, not so much. Most people can speak French. But for them, it's, it's a big topic. It's like suddenly asking us to speak Greek or something. It's not taught every day. So we all got used to him and his personality, even though it's a question and answer show. But a lot of stories have been coming out. He released a memoir this past year, and he's done over 8,000 shows. And he's been talking a lot about his personal life. His first wife was a Playboy bunny, and then she became a successful businesswoman. He married her in 1974. He was 34. They stayed married for seven years, and he adopted her daughter from a previous relationship. This wife, who he's been with now, the second wife, it appears he's only had these two relationships. He's been married to her for over 30 years. But she was 23 when they met, and he was 47. They've been married, yes, 30 years, but remember that they do have two children together. So, I mean, you can see the pictures. I mean, they're obviously very much in love. And they always say that with like relationships when someone's much older, much younger. They're always like, well, you know, 
it's fine now because they lasted. But you will find that those types of relationship, I mean, this one's fine and legal, 23 and 47, uh, you know, whatever, but it's legal. But they usually do tend to last because there's always that balance of power, you know. So you saw that with Renee and Celine. They don't break up. Like if, if someone's been with someone and there's a huge age discrepancy and one person was really young, like well below their 30s, usually that's what happens. It doesn't change the dynamic. So, of course, everyone's happy. They know the deal. And they seem really happy, probably in love. Good for them. I mean, obviously, she's not that old now. And uh, I don't know what she's going to do with this now that he's gone. It seems like he really, really lived for her. They really had a great life together. But it made me think about, you know, dating and finding love when you're older. It's something we've always thought about because when I first got single from my first major relationship, I was in my early 30s. And I remember my dad at the time who lives in the States, he's like, well, that's pretty much it for you, you know, because I'm 30. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't live in LA. Like, <laughs> women are good past 30 here. I'm sure they maybe they are now in LA. I don't know. But back then it was like, that's it. That's all. I'm like, that is not the case. And online dating really was seen as very sketch back then. I kept saying, why not? It's another way to meet someone. I mean, anytime you meet someone in real life, it's the same thing. What you decide to do from that afterwards, go on a date, get to know each other. But there has to be that initial meeting point. And the online made so much sense when it first came out because you can't be everywhere. You know, you have all these meet cute stories in a bookstore. Well, what if you weren't on the bookstore on Tuesday and that's the day he was there? You don't know. I find now that I'm so happy that online is like fully acceptable everywhere because I'm not saying just online. You still might meet people in real life. But now you have the advantage online. Because if someone's online and genuinely being who they are, obviously I recommend a fake name. But you can find out a little more information before you even have to be in front of this person. And even if they're lying to you, you can understand how they're lying to you. And you could be like, well, I could tell this is not true. And you you can challenge them on it when you meet them in person. I mean, obviously, physical things are the easiest. Well, I think people have stopped giving a photo from 10 years earlier and then showing up because that's not going to work. Like, why would I want to date the person when you showed me that? I'm looking at something completely different you know, this actually happened to my brother. Somebody did that. And well, it happens to everyone. But he said how he handled it was this woman showed up. She looked nothing like her picture. And then she said, he's the asshole. And he's like, but I wanted to date that person. Why would I be here? You know, why didn't you try with that? And we would have seen. And I, I had that happen to me in the beginning with dating, too, with a lot of guys. They'd be like, well, the whole thing was, is if we can just get you there, then we'll charm you with our personalities. I'm like, oh, you know, because they see that in movies and everything. Right. So they always think when it comes from the other side, that attraction doesn't matter. Like you always see these schlubby guys with like a beautiful woman and like he wins her over in the movies because he's just so smart and funny and entertaining. Like, and I'm not saying that looks matter. They absolutely do. But it's attraction. If I'm not attracted to you, then I don't care. I mean, you could be delightfully funny and I'll think, oh, he'd be great for a friend or she'd be great for this person. But they thought they can get away with that because you would have that. And especially I know with men, it's a whole height issue. They always add like a couple inches. And with women, it tends to be like, I don't know, more on the looks related or age related, because we still have a lot of those things happening in society. But I think it's good if you're going to be dating in your 30s and 40s to be really open. I always thought that there's a couple different things that happen. If you're in your 30s and you don't have children or you have a children issue or, you know, you have shared children or you know, a lot of people said to me, would you date someone with children? I don't have a problem with it because 
I always felt that divorced parents are the best people to date because they always act like they're on vacation when they don't have their kids. Like they get just enough of their kids. So they'll have their kids and then they get like, like two free days off and they go bananas. And then by the time like they haven't had their kids for a few days, they miss them and then they're happy to see the kids again. So I see a lot of that and they always seem to be in really great spirits. And then I said, I don't have a problem dating someone with kids for that reason. But also, like, it takes the pressure off because once you start hitting, you know, over 30, you start thinking, well, you know, I, I have to start making that decision if I want children or not. For those of us who aren't decided, and then you have to think to yourself, well, would I date someone who wouldn't want kids? And that's something you have to clear up a lot quicker on dates than you would in your 20s. You have to think to yourself, okay, well, if I might want kids, I should probably find out if this person's a no because, you know, you're going to get started and then you won't. So it, you have to have a different types of conversation. But the good news is, as you get older, people are more direct. And the people do know what they want and what they like. And it, it makes it more comfortable. Everyone's sort of on the same page. The children issue is the b- biggest thing that you'll have to ask. And you get comfortable with it. Like I would ask it on the second, maybe even the first. Do you want kids? Do you have kids? It's important to know that. Because if someone was definitely a no and you weren't sure, well, you're putting yourself in that situation, right? The good news is also dating is, when you're older, the sex is definitely better. You know more what you like, and the same goes for them. Not to say that you're going to have great sex all the time. You don't know. You still have to have that chemistry and attraction, but it's definitely going to come with a little more experience and, you know, different techniques from different people, right? And you see how you connect better. You learn more and more about yourself as you age, so that's definitely something that could be a lot more fun. And everyone's a little craftier, which is good. So it can be very, very fun to flirt as you're older, People have bigger expectations and ideas of what specifically they're looking for. It's not just, oh, tall, dark, and handsome. You know, I want someone who likes to relax at, you know, at the end of a hard work day. Someone who wants to be social. That's a big one, too, you need to ask. Sometimes people will say, oh, yeah, I'm very social, but they're not. And then the next thing you know, once you're together, they don't want to leave the house. That happened to me with somebody. And you don't know. So you got to weigh what you want. Those types of things you won't think to ask when you're 20, you know? So this time, you know, okay, well, what's your idea of a perfect weekend? What if your friend's having a party, but you were planning just to stay in, which would you do? You can understand more what people's rhythms are. And I think that's really important. You need, you know, chemistry better, the rhythms and what you're both looking for. You don't have to grill it. I had a friend, she was like, okay, well, if someone's not willing to get married, I'm not dating them. I'm like, calm down. Let's see what happens. Like you have to organically go through the process, whether you met it online or in person, you need to go through it and see what happens. And you can go from there. There's no time limits on these things. And if it doesn't work and you didn't waste your time, you probably learned something about yourself and what it is you do want and don't want every time you learn something. So it's not necessarily like putting, okay, I want a relationship. That's it. I want to get married. I'm going on this site. She in particular, this friend said to me, I'm only doing the paid sites because that's where they're serious. I'm like, you're, you're crazy. You're stupid. All Everyone's on the free sites. If you limit yourself, this could be like a crazy person going on the site thinking, okay, I'm going to get her and pretend that I want to be serious because that's what they expect on this site. You don't know. You never know people's intentions, whether they pay or they don't pay. So take a chance. And I'm glad that it's now okay. I actually met my husband online and we met years ago and I was just coming out of a big relationship and I wasn't ready for something too serious. So we dated a bit and then we separated and then I bumped into him real life four years later. But I would never have had that cute meat story if I hadn't been online. So I'm a big proponent of it. And I think things do get easier. 
And I think they're a lot more fun as you get, as you keep going. I don't know. I can't speak to the senior citizens, but I see they have sites for them as well. They have a site for everyone. I've, I've, I've talked about this with the Cubs. And no matter what you're into, there are niche markets, but there's also, generally speaking, the big platforms that everyone's on. I don't know. I'm happily married now, but in my time, it was uh, Tinder and Bumble. I know now there's Hinge, OkCupid. There's so many, but the top ones are your best bet because... Yes, you'll be crazy people. Yes, people looking for hookups. Yes, people looking for relationships. But everyone's there. So it's like when you go in a bookstore, you don't say, I hope I meet this person and only this type of person would be in the bookstore. No, everyone is welcome. So that's the same concept. So I hope you guys who are dating, obviously now it's a lot harder given the current situation. But thank goodness for online. I know a lot of people are like dating online because of the situation and then they'll quarantine themselves and then they'll meet up. And then they'll make it their partner. So that's important because you really want to know if this is going to be your, whether you're going to stick to an exclusive sexual partner, then definitely try to get to know as much as you can through, I guess, video dates. I don't know. I I can't imagine that it's as effective, but it's pretty good. We've all gotten used to it. But then once they each quarantine, then they meet up in person, make it in their bubble. So that seems to be working. Obviously, we'll have to see how that goes when everything gets better. It'll be kind of strange for us, I'm sure, being out and about. Some people are probably going to stick to mostly virtual. Well, we'll see. Well, either way, that's what's been going on. So pretty busy. That's uh, what I've seen that I've been thinking about in the last couple of weeks. I am open to definitely different ideas and feedback, especially now that I'm trying to write things. You guys have other ideas of other fun hobbies that have kept you guys entertained and are pretty positive, please let me know. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to check us out weekly on iTunes or on your preferred platform. Please give us a rating and subscribe to the show. Give us the stars you think we deserve. Check out the website at allkindspodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at allkindsweekly or on Instagram at allkindspodcast. I look forward to hearing from you and maybe I can discuss it on our next show. Thanks for listening.